Welcome once again to Jim and Pat's Glasgow West End Chat. Everything about Glasgow's West End. My name's Jim Byrne and the Pat in the title is Pat Byrne. Now would you believe it? We're on episode 12. And in episode 12, Pat goes out uh, and speaks to Giovanna Eusebi of the Eusebi restaurant, which is on the corner of Park Road and Gibson Street. Uh, which obviously is in the West End. So they have an interesting chat. It's a family-run restaurant. Giovanna runs it with her brother, Eddie. Uh, It's not been open that long. The family had a deli over in the East End. So we find out a bit about the move. Uh, Giovanna talks about the local community, uh, both of the local businesses and the folk that come in it's a beautiful restaurant I've been in there myself quite a few times and the food is fantastic and the staff are also fantastic so that's probably enough of me blabbing on about it let's go and have a listen to Pat interviewing Giovanna UCB I'm along in UCB restaurant in Glasgow's West End and Park Road and I'm speaking to Giovanna UCB who runs the restaurant along with her brother, Eddie. Is that right? That's right, Pat, yeah, myself and Eddie. So, you know, I absolutely love this restaurant. I've been a huge fan. You've been here since day one. We kind of watched it, um, you know, when the work was going on, and it's such a great spot on the corner there. Uh Um, It is, we're right in the corner of Golden Grove um, Park. Um, and it's beautiful and you can have just look out this window huge corner sight of the window and you know you just see the four seasons unfolding in front of you whether it be three weeks ago we had the beast from the east and people were walking by with sledges and on skis and in the middle of you know a city um, and then we sort of get to the summer time and you can hear the music coming from the bandstand and concerts playing and it's just such a beautiful part of the West End mm-hmm. to be in and it's quite a bohemian part as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So for me, it really captures the true spirit of, of what I think is the West End. Yeah. Yeah. I love this area too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, even going up um, away from the park up towards Kelvin Bridge is so interesting. It and is, it's you're a great community of businesses, the businesses around here, you know, the, the restaurants, the, the independent restaurants and the shops. I love that. And that's what makes, I think, the West End, I think particularly Gibson Street as well, quite unique. It's Mm -hmm. quite an eclectic bunch of people. Mm -hmm. It's not the big chains down here. And, you know, it's, you know, it's, there's lots of different, it all adds a different demographic and brings a real mix of of different cultures and different people. I love coming here. I love the food and the atmosphere is beautiful. And I see you're doing some more work here. We are, we are always, we are going into our third year now, but um, in fact I had a builder here the other day who was at, who came at the very beginning of the build and he came back after his third year and he said, it looks still brand new mm-hmm. and we're so proud of what we have and you know we had to work so hard as a family to get this opened, you know, we went born with silver spoons in life. So we really value and appreciate everything and we really take care. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're constantly painting the place and uh, varnishing chairs and, mm-hmm. and, and, and just always trying to do what we're doing but do it better. Mm-hmm. In every mm-hmm. part of the business, whether it be our cooking, our menus, how the business looks, we just want it to be a better experience each time for the customer. 
And mm-hmm. for the staff who work here too. Mm-hmm. The staff are lovely. Yeah, we're very lucky. We've got a lovely yeah. team mm-hmm. of really inspire me of great kids um, with just wonderful outlook in life mm-hmm. and they give us the energy, you know. Mm-hmm. I can't even believe that this is just our cheer. It seems to. I remember the first day you, you sat at that window um, <laughs> with your friend. Yeah, I, think Francis, you can, I, I do, I remember right. you the first time coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's quite yeah. nice because in a very short space of time we've built up a real community mm-hmm. and regular people mm-hmm. come in and it's so nice and, you know, everyone's so friendly and it's but we were in the East End previously. Was that, the, was that the deli? It was in Shedriston. We had a, a very old-fashioned deli. And in this, this shop were my mum and dad and an old auntie who was in her 70s and a beautiful lady, Annie, who worked with us for many years. And there was an old lady, Maria, who was 100 when she retired. And it was all Italian nonas oh in the back kitchen. And it was a kitchen. <laughs> And we made pasta by hand and, and we'd cook seasonally and we'd cook together and it was a real wee sense of community and it was like you could just walk down a wee back street of a wee town in Italy and open the door and, and see the same kitchen um, and you know everyone's singing and great chat and customers coming in and more customers in the kitchen than what there was in the front shop, people sitting down having coffees, talking to my father it was lovely. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think we cared less. We made any money at it. It was brilliant. It was just mm-hmm. such a lovely feeling. And I mm-hmm. was worried about coming to the West End in a bigger operation that we would lose kind of that sense. But I, mm-hmm. I think you create your own community. Mm-hmm. I think you create. I think what you what you give out is what you get. Yeah. You know. So you know, yeah. we're a family business, and we just roll up our sleeves and we get on with it. Mm-hmm. Do you know, I've met your I've met your mum. A few times. Is she still working there? She still, she still yeah. comes over here from time to time. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's still really, really involved mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. in the business too. Mm-hmm. Is it Gina? Gina is uh-huh. my mum. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she's lovely. <clears throat> so my mum mm-hmm. was born in Italy, um, but she moved with her parents when she was a girl to São Paulo in Brazil. My grandfather was a builder. Right. So after the war, you know, our village was destroyed. Um, and... Basically, you know, people emigrate for another reason. Which part of Italy was South that? of Italy, just mm-hmm. between Rome and Naples. Mm-hmm. They called our area Little Casino. Mm-hmm. So we were about maybe 15 minutes from the sea mm-hmm. near Formia. And the village was is called Castel Forti. Um, and my mum and her family they took all their possessions and headed off with a ticket. And uh, they stayed in San Paolo for a few years. And my grandfather took malaria. Um, and then... And then... Um, they came back to Italy and again, you know, no progress. Um, the, the work must go on. It must go on, sorry, that was <laughs> somebody okay. polishing cutlery. Um, in our downtown, getting ready for this evening's service. No problem. So my mum, um, moved. they moved. They then moved to Lyon in France um, and her sisters were born there. So there was a real, you know, I kind of went as a child to, to Lyon in France to the south of Italy, my grandparents were farmers and they were really doing organic farming before there was even a word for organic, I think. And they worked with the moon, hey, they worked with the stars. They didn't have proper clocks, you know, my mum, you know, they didn't, they didn't have TV, um, they didn't have newspapers. It was it was pretty much back in time, but the food was beautiful and it was so pure. Um, and I learned a lot with them. I learned not just about how to cook, but how to value food, the amount of time it takes to grow food. So really from earth to table, what's involved. So it was all about respect for 
the ingredients on the plate. And I learned that more than anything from them and real etiquette mm -hmm. about how you eat at a table together and how you share, how you bring a family together around the table. The mealtimes must have been fabulous. Um, really lovely, beautiful. And, and my, say my nonna is Italian mud for grandmother. I mean, they were, they were very poor. They had very, very little, but they were very, very happy, mm -hmm. you know. And they, their dream was to go back to Italy and they did when they retired. And then they went back to their land, getting up at four o'clock in the morning, you know, and working. She would skip home at lunchtime and set the table. And whether it was two or 20, in the blink of an eyelid, the food was all on the table, made out of I don't know what. Um, and they'd make their own wine and their own olive oil and they'd make their own flour and they would throw nothing away. Um, and, yeah, and there was a lot of love around that table. And I think food is emotion for me. Um, and so everything I do, yeah, food, food, food is love for me. Well, you're, put, you're certainly putting that feeling into the the, the restaurant. So, um, you know, kind of, kind of, I mean, I even love, um, if I'm not coming in for something to eat or even not get time for a coffee, I like to pop in a, a lovely coffee here, so I like the red packet yeah. of coffee. So people know that. So people, some of my friends have actually come to visit me and brought me a packet of the red coffee. And then also the, the deli upstairs is great as well. The deli is lovely. So that was really what we grew the small shop from. It was it was a small old-fashioned Italian alimentari with um, Italian meats and cheeses and wines and groceries. But also there was a big section of all the, the lovely food that we made in the kitchen with the other ladies, with my mum and my aunt and, and old Maria um, and so it's real food and it's made from scratch every day and the more we learn about diets now and, and processed food I don't think it's really you know you have to really people need to think about where their food is coming from you know it's on that supermarket shelf you know how long when was it made you know in most cases it was made two weeks ago and it's pumped full of chemicals to last another two weeks, that's not yeah, normal. No. You know, food... There, there are quite a lot of um, greengrocers around this area that, um, you know, sort of, you could shop in rather than the, the supermarket. It's more important to shop mm -hmm. daily, mm -hmm. you know, every couple of days. Um, and, and small shops bring a sense of community as well. Mm -hmm. and my, my father used to have a fruit shop many years ago and it was lovely and old people would come in and maybe... You know, my dad was the only person they would speak to that day, and it, but he mm -hmm. loved it. You know, and mm -hmm. he, I always say, my dad was a shopkeeper, and for me, that's his. You know, a more valuable profession than being a doctor or a surgeon yeah, yeah. No, or a lawyer because mm -hmm. he loved what he did. He was so mm -hmm. proud of his displays, mm -hmm. the cleanliness of his shop. He would clean the pavements every morning and wash the windows. He would know everyone by name. He would remember that that's that wee boy and his mm -hmm. birthday's tomorrow. Yeah. And, and that's you know, important and, for and people. generations mm -hmm. came to that wee shop. Mm -hmm. And I think that's mm -hmm. a bit lost now. And where, where was that? That was in the East End as well. So when did the, the settle in Glasgow? So my mum came here. She, she met my father. Um, she came here when she was 18 from France. Um, my father was born here in the East End. His parents were immigrants. They came here um, after the war as well. Mm -hmm. Um, so they had ice cream businesses um, mm -hmm. and then eventually they moved to Partick um, and they had an ice cream um, manufacturing um, business and a cafe and sort of vans at the time that operated out of um, Highland Street. Mm -hmm. 
Um, yeah, I love the old photographs you've got in the restaurant. Yeah. The photograph of the That's lovely. I, I was have a wee look at that. I remember as a wee girl still in a factory with my grandfather, and I must have been five in Highland Street, and I'm sitting me up on top of the vats, and I'm pouring bucketfuls of stainless steel bucketfuls of, um, you know, thick cream and sugar and you know and, and milk and and watching all this this sort of that I could still I still smell the dampness because it's a concrete floor, um, but it, you know again it was all about using lovely ingredients. I think this is something that's always been instilled in me as a child. There's no shortcuts to lovely food. Yeah. You know, you <clears> have <throat> to, to start off with the good ingredients and then everything else is from your heart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's, it's definitely an approach that's, that's working, Shibana, as far as the, the, the restaurant goes. And also, I think because things are a bit different here, no, you're you're not just going in and getting um, you know a lasagna, or you know there are the dishes that you've not heard of. And um, I, I think a lot of my Italy, as I grew up, I mean, I studied Italian at university as well, and I I spent a lot of time in different parts of Italy. But my heart always goes to my wee grandmother's house and to their land, and to real food, as I call it, you know. And I grew up with the seasons with them, so in the winter time, we would forage. You know, wild asparagus. If you've never seen wild asparagus, it's really long. I've and never thin, seen it. <laughs> it's got a real earthiness to it, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and we would find them in the thorns in the mountain. After the rain came, in the sort of, you know, sort of going into October, we would go out and pick snails and cook them. There was eel farms beside us. In the summertime, we would pick, I mean, must have been hundreds of kilos of tomatoes and, and pass them through a sieve and bottle them all. So we had our tomatoes for the whole year. And she would value everything in her land and she would preserve all the vegetables, the artichokes, the beans um, that she picked. She would dry her own beans, her berlotti beans, um, out on the terrace on sheets. Um, she, would, uh, she would take a needle and thread and thread our chilies and hang them all up, like big mm-hmm. garlands that you would mm-hmm. find, like some would throw over you when you get mm-hmm. to Hawaii, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, ev- everything, you know, it's not nostalgic, it was real life, and, and that's mm-hmm. how they survived, yeah. you know. But they're, but they're fabulous memories. And fabulous very memories, of, um, and, and very real food, and, and, mm-hmm. and very different for people think. Um, and I wanted to bring that, when we opened the restaurant, I wanted it to be... And it took a gamble because the easy way to do it is just to, to give people what they know, mm-hmm. but to do something different. And we change the menu every season, mm-hmm. which for a hundred cover restaurant is quite a big deal because it's like a new opening. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to go back to the old ways. I wanted to make things from scratch. So still, you know, even being a big sort of cover restaurant, we make all our pasta from scratch every day. Um, all our focaccia, all our bread, all our cakes. You know, we don't cut corners. You know, we're very labour intensive. Anyone that's in the restaurant trade or the hospitality trade will tell you the easiest ways to buy it in, but we don't do that, you know, because my name's above the door and it's really, really important that we're, we're true to our family and to the spirit of our family. And that's why we put our name above the door, mm-hmm. you know, because it's all about oh, yeah, being real. You can be so proud of it. Yeah, and it's yeah. also a big risk as well. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, you've already won... You've heard been you know, here any length of time you've already won awards, haven't you? Yeah, we're very lucky. We've been um we've been given some lovely accolades since we opened. We're in the Good Food Guide, um which is which was really lovely because we, we don't know these people are coming in 
um, were just hit listed in the list this year, 2018. Um, we, we have been given many beautiful accolades, but I, I think the nicest thing is, you know, your, your, your biggest critic is your customer, you know, and you're as good as the last customer that comes to the restaurant. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. We're, you know, we're really pushing everyone to, to cook, you know, whether it be the commie, you know, whether it be um, the head chef, that they cook with the same heart, you know, as, as if they're cooking for one of their family. Well, we say cook for someone as if you're cooking for your mum or the person mm-hmm. you love. Yeah. And if you put mm-hmm. that into every day, yeah. it's, mm-hmm. we're not a conveyor belt, it's not a factory. Mm-hmm. It's about flavour first. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, good ingredients and then putting the flavour into the mm-hmm. dish. And the um, letting people try something different. Always. And I always mm-hmm. say to people in the restaurant, no, please try it. There's no pressure. If you don't like it, you know, you know, mm-hmm. we'll give you something else. Mm-hmm. The last thing um, that I had that I absolutely loved was the, the platter. And it was just, it looked fabulous. You know, and I love that, you know, when you're sort of trying wee bits yeah. and just you know, eating with your A fingers. And like that. Yeah. I, I really, really enjoy that. And the other thing that I'm dying to try is your brunch. I see that seems to yes. be something you've just brought out. Um, well, what the brunch was kind of, again, it was it was down to all, all the people who came in here at weekends. We sort of finished breakfast every day at half eleven. And there's always this half hour lull till the, the main menu starts at twelve. But people at weekends, lifestyles are a bit different mm-hmm. and they want to go and have their breakfast a bit longer. Mm-hmm. So we thought, let's do brunch. Mm-hmm. And it's evolved and now we have... Um, truffle egg dishes and um, we have our cacio pepe eggs it's all got an Italian twist to it as well as you can come in and have everything from pancakes to fresh pasta to egg dishes mm-hmm. so it's quite an eclectic mix and one of the one of the um, images I don't know where I saw it maybe, maybe you put it up on a Twitter or something it was like fruit it was like a yeah a sort of fruit plate but it looks so different it was so colourful um, so we do yeah we, in the summertime we bring all our fruit and veg from Italy from Puglia right um, so seasons are obviously very important and sourcing is very important all our olive oil comes from Calabria and our tomatoes come from Calabria for certain products certain dishes that we make and other dishes our tomatoes come from east of Naples um, so the mm-hmm. variety of tomatoes is very important uh-huh. for me. I, did, I had never, that had never occurred to me. Yeah. And even would. down to the oregano that we use on this menu comes from Calabria, from a small farm. Um, and do you know everything, even just, I was on holiday recently actually in, in, in Malaga and it was beautiful. And I went to eat everything from a tiny shack beside the sea and then I ate in a two Michelin restaurant. And the thing I remember most was the salt. The salt mm-hmm. tasted different. Mm-hmm. The salt mm-hmm. was beautiful. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, just the really small things, mm-hmm. the most simple things are the most beautiful things. Mm-hmm. So we, even to the head chef here, said, I found this oregano. It's from the sweet. I was like, how can it be different? <laughs> and the next day he said to me, oh my goodness, that oregano is just, I'm now the yeah. massive fan. I can't <laughs> believe that a simple wee herb mm-hmm. has just transformed mm-hmm. the dish. Mm-hmm. You know, and even... This spring, we are making our own ricotta cheese because I would make ricotta right. with my grandmother. I love ricotta cheese. So we would make it with the spring, the first milk coming. It always tastes different. So the celebration is, you know, the first cheese is always, always beautiful. So mm-hmm. the guys are now making um, ricotta. 
the way my nonna made it, but they're making it with Scottish milk. Because I'm mm-hmm. in Scotland, we've got, we've got stonking produce, we've got great stuff. We've got, it rains all the time and the grass is always green and the cows are always producing fantastic milk. <laughs> so we, we buy our milk from mm-hmm. a small farmer, which has got mm-hmm. a big sort of fat content in it. Mm-hmm. We've got fantastic fish in our doorstep. We've got McCaskies, who are our butchers, and Peel Farm uh, as well. Um, so, yeah. The seafood. And the seafood, mm-hmm. yeah. Comes from um, uh, East Coast and from small... It's, most of it's all um, hand-dyed scallops. and So we're, we're really particular about everything that we use on the menu. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that, that comes through. And also, um, I think this idea that you seem to have of trying to bring... The part of the Italian culture right into the restaurant, yeah. and some of that you do with your oh, your special events. But the other thing um, that you seem to be doing is dedicating events to your remember of, of your dad, and this is your mum's dish, and and I think that's really really yeah. Um, they all everybody uh, all their plates. I always say that every plate. Um, there's a bit of everybody on that plate, <laughs> you know. So, like the ricotta is my grandmother. Sometimes my sister-in-laws are different. Everyone I've met on the journey, my dad, you know. There's a wee bit of them in everything that we do. Mm-hmm. And I always say this shop is made out of the restaurant is made out of generations of love. Mm-hmm. You know, it's people see the photographs around the wall and they think it's a chain. I love the photographs. And they're not. It's real. It's all real. And it's and it's it's a whole the whole place is just made out of. Of, of 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 love and, and generations of of just passing on you know their knowledge to us. Mm-hmm. I thought that you know one one of the times I was in and it was your mum I was speaking to and I was looking at all the photographs and she was sort of talking a bit about them and then I said and who is that and it was Sophia Loren <laughs> because she's very very was she's very very young uh-huh. in the and I hadn't I just thought that this was more of the, the family of the, fa- of the family um, but no, no the, 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 I think the photographs are brilliant idea they, they really are you know they're, they're very very attractive and give you that sense of some sort of um, history so um, see the events you're putting putting on you're, you're sort of some of them seem to be you um, sort of teaching people yeah some of them are educational um, because you know if you love food you love to share and, and you know, you, you want to, to to pass that on. So we do lots of things. I mean, simple events are wine events. So winemakers come from Italy, so meet the maker. So we've we've had Marilisa Allegrini, who's an amazing female winemaker in Italy. Um, she makes some stonking, fantastic wines. Um, we have... Some two producers coming from um, Barbaresco. They produce Barbaresco, Piemonte area in June. Um, we have Beluga coming, a fantastic white winemaker. Um, but it's not all about the winemakers. There are lovely evenings and they come from Italy. And, but we've also had evenings where we celebrated different parts of Italian culture. Um, a big thing that I've been involved in is um, about protecting Italian produce. Um, because there's, um, I'm really passionate about the Made in Italy brand and I'm really passionate about supporting small farmers in Italy so they're not done over. Sometimes if you look at the food in a supermarket, you'll see Parma ham. Mm-hmm. But the pigs are actually, if you look at the back, are from Germany. 
Um, but the customer is a bit it's a bit hoodwink, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really passionate. All our meat, all our all our cold meats come from a small family in the town of Norcia. If mm-hmm. you don't know where that is, mm-hmm. it's in Umbria, and it's mm-hmm. where the earthquakes mm-hmm. were recently. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and they still farm the old ways. And you can, it, it, you know, we're not pompous about no. food in here either. Mm-hmm. We just want to share. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. all these different mm-hmm. parts of Italy because mm-hmm. north to south it's completely different. Yeah, and how do you find these suppliers? Many of them I've known for for many years because I've been doing this for so long now. Um, sometimes just journeying through Italy and you know traveling through and and or we get recommended different suppliers. You know, so it's, they've just kind of they've become kind of the fabric of what we do as well. They're very interwoven and in, mm-hmm. in our menu and our mm-hmm. in, in our restaurant. Um, yeah. You make me hungry. <laughs> <laughs> so what what have you got um, planned at the moment? Do you plan that? Um, so we have the we have some wine dinners coming up. Uh, Livio Fluga is at the end of May, and he's a famous white wine maker in Italy. Um, his wines are beautiful. And then we have the Piemonte producers. Two of them coming along in the same evening in June, the very beginning of June, um, and they're going to showcase. It's going to be a six-course tasting dinner with Barbados course, which are fantastic wines. I'm going to be trying different vintages and different types. And then another thing I'm doing, I've worked with Fair Share. If you haven't heard of Fair Share, um, uh, they basically turn waste into to food. Right. So um, they're based in Glasgow. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. they basically, big supermarkets were thrown out their food mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. is a disgrace I just put something up about an event to do with that on the site the Did other you? day yeah so we and I hadn't heard of it okay but um, so fair share I mean if you think about I have the stats in front of me but um, the amount of millions of pounds that are wasted I throw stuff out so I throw out the house so supermarkets um, to be fair this is them doing something amazing they give the food to Fair Share and Fair Share distribute it to various charities. Mm-hmm. But it's charities who need to have kitchens and need to cook food from scratch. So you mm-hmm. think if some wee kids won't get a hot meal every day, so it'll go to certain charities that will do that. Others, it's maybe um, homeless. Um, it could be refugees, um, alcoholics, just any, anybody that needs it. So the food is there, and first year distributes it, and mm-hmm. uh, and it's all over Glasgow. So they are um, wanting to raise the profile of first year because they do fantastic stuff. We went recently went in and and, and cooked some food for mm-hmm. out of just what's what's left, throw nothing out, mm-hmm. um, for a. Uh, for people at Scotston at the at the community centre. That's a great um, centre it, down there. It's brilliant. Mm-hmm. They do some fantastic work. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to do one in Tesco in Shettleston right. um, on the 19th of May, mm-hmm. uh, no, 19th of June, and they've got a food truck, so I'm going to go down in the food truck, go back to the East End and cook out of the food truck the stuff that Tesco's are going to be, and it's not food that's out of date, this is something people need to realise, it's mm-hmm. not food that's going out of date, it's just they've overproduced uh-huh. and it's just trying to do something good with that overproduction. Right. So maybe it was, you know, Tesco's no, special it's, line. It's, I mean, it's you know, terrible to waste it. You no, know, people can enjoy absolutely. it. Absolutely. So no, that's a great idea. Do you know, um, there's a centre 
The Woodlands Garden Project. Right, okay. They have a centre near here, um, the Fred Payton Centre. Okay. It's just it's just up the the road a, a wee bit, and they sometimes. I mean, I would imagine that would be something they would be very interested in. The people who work in Fair Share are amazing. The people who work in Scotstown, um, the the centre, community centre. Are amazing. I'll flag that up in, on the site. They're amazing. Yeah. Great. Yeah, That's exciting. Like the work they do idea. is incredible. Absolutely mm-hmm. incredible. Mm-hmm. Nothing to do with me. We're just, you know, mm-hmm. we're just happy to go along and volunteer and do mm-hmm. whatever they need from us. Mm-hmm. But they are the people who really take the credit for all of that. They mm-hmm. and the gentlemen. If you if you go onto the website and have a look, it's, I will. it's, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Really, no, if you go down and visit it, they would be happily taking it. That's I haven't. I haven't. Um, I didn't know that was going on. Yeah. Really but it's, you know, it's 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 sinful in this day and age. <laughs> you know, with the wealth of our country, that people are mm-hmm. starving. Yeah. You know. No, it's a great idea. It's not on anymore. You I know. know um, the when I don't know if it happens anymore, but Willie Slaven, he used to be um, the priest down at um, St Simon's, yeah. and and he. Um, got all the stuff that was left over from Peckham's uh-huh. and then he used to have that for the homeless uh-huh. and th- th- so he got that every day well that was only going to be thrown out you know so it's you know, even there's so many that could happen so many places yeah. and the toss of a coin it can happen to any of us oh yeah because oh, we're, sure. we're all you know we're all a week away or two or mm-hmm. one 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 wage away from th- being on the bedline, you know, if you lost your job. Or, I saw a, you know. um, I saw a video um, somebody had put up um, on um, on Facebook, and it was I was interested. It caught my eye because it was near. I used to live in London, and it was in Tottenham Court Road, mm-hmm. and I worked just round the corner in the University of London, and. All round Heels, the big department store, there's just masses of people sleeping mm-hmm. outside. Just families, masses. As we families mm-hmm. sleeping in cars. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe a mum that's or a dad that's lost their job and they've you no know, you know, they've missed their rent for one mm-hmm. month. You know, and everyone is, is kinda of one month away from being on that breadline. Mm-hmm. Regardless if you earn one million or you earn one thousand. It's all relative at the They've end no of the day. They've no control over a lot of things. Yeah, you know. I think we live in a society now that's so fake and so selfish in many, many, many respects. So, you know, but I definitely always believe that, that there's more kindness in what there is badness in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, and I certainly, I've, I've witnessed that in my own life and in my own community here and mm-hmm. there's so much more kindness going on that maybe mm-hmm. isn't talked about yeah. and we only hear the bad stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's true. That's that's absolutely true. Anyway, it's <laughs> great. It's great that you're. I mean, you've got the so much control over what you can do. It's lovely. You know, yeah. you've established this place. Yeah. It's got so successful so quickly, and I know you're. I know you're always so so busy. So thanks for oh, giving me the time. Thank and, you very much. Um, it's so nice to be able. To talk about, you know, I just always say I'm just really, really lucky that I've realised my dream. And it took me, myself personally, a journey of, of 15 years. Um, so I always say to people, don't give up. Don't let anyone tell you any different. You know, believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of in my 40s before I kind of got to really where I wanted to be. And, and when you get your dream, you never take it for granted. You've got to actually work double as hard, mm-hmm. but at least you are where you want to be. So... Mm-hmm. 
Um, so anyone that you know needs any help or wants to get into hospitality, or you're very welcome to come and see us. And we've always always got an open door and happy to help anyone here. Thanks very much, Shivana. That's great. That's been so so interesting. You know, I kind of thought I knew the restaurant a bit, but I wouldn't have the difficulty. Well, what an inspiring uh, person Giovanna is, and what a great story as well. I really enjoy listening to that. Uh, so there, there we got to an end of another episode. And if you're enjoying, if you enjoyed that, and if you're enjoying the podcast, as I've mentioned before, we really would appreciate you. Getting in touch, you know, jim at glasgowestend.co.uk and pat at glasgowestend.co.uk Tell us if there's people you want us to go and interview, uh, rate the podcast, leave a comment uh, and basically just encourage us to keep going. So thanks again, catch you later, bye.